Philosophy Friday. Very excited about this. Uh, thanks for joining us. More to come. Andre freaking Beck, what's going on? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'm halfway through my glass of wine. Oh. And talking to you. So things are getting crazy. What happened to that brandy? Ooh. Uh, it's still in the cupboard. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. But you that... know, I got a bottle of Woodford Reserve. Like, super oh, cheap. you so, do. That is so wrong. I wish you could just send me some of that. That'd be amazing. Uh, you know, I was thinking I would, you know, it would be good if I could try and send it to you, but that's what you know, I'd rather just drink it myself. Nah, so. you know what? I've, I'm actually off the wood for, for a while. It's just uh, that, that brown liquor makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're on wine, so no one even cares about that. That's good stuff. That's biblical. Um, I'm drinking very good French wine. I loved, um, I did love, you know, when Paul tells Timothy, drink a little wine for the stomach, you know? Um, yeah, it's my favorite verse. <laughs> one of my one, one of my favorite, uh, not translation, but uh, paraphrase of that of that um, verse is by Leon's Crump, <laughs> the X twenty nine guy, the uh, okay. you know, the the big badass kind of wrestler black guy, you know, and he's he's this very powerful kind of rhetoric preacher guy, and uh, he gets on stage and he's like, now brothers. You've got to drink a little bourbon. You know, <laughs> Paul tells you, drink a little bourbon because the brothers be nasty. <laughs> I was what? like, that was awesome. I was like, he must be referring to the wine verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but nice paraphrase. He's obviously but, reading like that. But I mean, that's exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the brothers are freaking nasty to Timothy. No, totally. And yeah. uh, he's going, hey, just they're telling you to lay off the wine. Just drink a little wine for heaven's sake. Because, uh, you know, it's not going to it's not going to kill you and it's going to make you better. And he's just like, well, I tell you what, Paul, let's just let's just put that up a notch and go with some bourbon. <laughs> Drink a little bourbon. Well, like if they had bourbon, then, you know, it's something it's something I've often worried about. Like, I'm not worried. Did I say worried? I mean, wondered, wondered about is like we know there were lots of different kind of drinks. Like yeah. we know from very early on, people have been brewing beer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Even in Africa, brewing yeah. their own beer. Um, you got mead, which is very, very old. You know, yeah. fermented honey, and the you know those kinds of things were all around at the day. And I kind of I do sometimes wonder how much of that. Like you, you kind of feel like they were on a major trade route. Some of that must have got into the culture somewhere, but it's just there's no comment about it anywhere I've, I've wondered the same thing about black like, smoking yeah smoking pipes and and very thing because smoking has been around for a very very long time uh -huh. hasn't it? Uh -huh. and so um like you know like and we know that there are all sorts of cultures that have been smoking all kinds of things for a very very long time and but you don't ever hear about it in jewish culture or right. um or in bible well, times like, there is um, just, in the proverbs does talk about strong drink is not for kings and that sort of thing it probably is referring to to something harder than wine or you know right okay just like you know cheap wine not appropriate for kings kind of thing well i think yeah whatever strong drink is i mean they would have had i don't know they would have had something stronger they would, would, have, had some, had something would have had some moonshine or whatever 
So anyways, but I'm not a king, so whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But the the whole um, the smoking thing, I was just uh, delighted to uh, find out the other day that John Gill smoked a pipe. Did he really? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Hmm. Yeah, well, of course he did. Everybody did. Well, yeah, it wasn't so obvious. I mean, he was a strict and particular Baptist, you know. That's, um, yeah, that wasn't always a given that you would do anything fun at all, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, very nice. Um, another thing is I put a book on Amazon, bro. I've published a book on Amazon. Did you know about that? Have you? Yeah. No, didn't know about that. Um, if you, if you uh, Google uh, John Rippon and um, Michael Beck and John Gill, all in the same Google line, it'll probably come up as the first hit. Um, it's a uh, now. Are you going to do it now? I'm going to do it right now. Cool. Michael Beck, editor. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, totally. I think it's awesome. So it's one of the best little biographies I've ever read. You know, on, on well, in, in general, but definitely on Gil. Yeah. Um, yeah, that should be oh, out. I'm going to buy it. Are you? Dang, nice. My first sale is going to be amazing. Nice, no bother. Buy now. Buy now. One click. Done. Right. Okay, cool. It's done. Nice. First done. purchase. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I am rolling in the dough, bro. Royalties. Nice. Awesome. Um, all right. Goody. So, hey, let's. Um, it's Let Philosophy me, uh, Friday. Yeah. Philosophy Friday. Um, we wanted to talk about the, the psychological issue that um, we mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah. Get us up to speed in case someone's joining us for the first time. Okay. Big thing is I had a buddy who posted happy th- pictures on Facebook and then killed himself like a few days later. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have all the facts, but that's that's basically mm-hmm. how it went down. Mm. Um, yeah, and the whole thing, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just got me asking. Well, there was that, um, there was that, question. that, um, yeah, man, it rattled, uh, I think, a lot of us back in um, probably about three, four months ago now where there was this um, this pastor who, honest, honestly, from a social media perspective, just looked like he was just having the happiest life conceivable, you know? Probably one of those typical sort of Hillsong-ish kind of churches. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, just had great, great-looking family and beautiful kids and just churches doing well. Yeah, and, yeah cool tattoos. Are yeah, well. cool mm-hmm. tattoos. And it just didn't seem too stressed out about anything. Great, great communicator from the little snippets I watched. I mean, just leaving aside his whole, you know, um, theological bent at this point, I, which I don't know anything about. Um, yeah, and then he he committed suicide, and it was just it was just all like what? And then he was, I think, the day before he did it, he had kind of come out with these problems, and and also again, it just what struck me about that was just the social media thing. You got to be so careful of that. So so many times, and I know this just again. Anyone who's a pastor, I think, will know that the whole thing with social media is just ridiculous. Like, you know, you know, you see the stuff being posted and yet, you know, the real situations and it's just like, come on, you know, th- this whole thing is. So anyways, I mean, social media is okay as long as you realize that and just don't take it in any way seriously. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, doesn't it just does not. Ref- life, yeah. yeah. It yeah. does not reflect. Well, real it, life. And if it does reflect real life, because it, it is true that it doesn't reflect real life because we tend to, you know, um, not, not distort images, but we tend to like take them in a certain light or from a certain angle to make ourselves look good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, it's not real. But 
also um it it, it it's only half the story and yeah. maybe not even because yeah. it's like the highlights reel yeah so it's just all the good stuff and you can easily go on someone's facebook page look at all the good stuff that's going on and think man i wish my life was like that yeah. but if you saw their life as a whole, mm. you'd see all the nasty stuff as well. well and then, you know. Do you know, one thing that, that's happened to me so often is that I've been in a situation having a really good time and then the, the kind of, the vibe kind of bottoms out and it's just like, oh, it's quite a bit of a, you know, you almost think, okay, well, whatever. Whether it's hanging out with friends or whether it's just in a place that you're at or whatever. And it's interesting, at those times, the phones come out and the selfies get taken and often, I mean, it's not always the case. Often, often, I got to be honest. Like often, like I think about our family situ- situation. Usually, usually when we're bringing out the phones, it's quite a, it's quite a thing. It's quite an accomplishment in a, in its own right, and it's usually a little celebration peak. And I think that's the obvious impression that you give when you post the thing. Like, hey, we're having a good time over here. I just wanted to share it, um, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I, I've seen like a like a real. I've been in so many situations where. I've seen the, the pictures get taken and they, they look good on, on the social media page or whatever, but I was there when they were taken and actually that was a crap time. And mm. the, you know, there was like, no one was talking to anyone. I'd rather freaking just be anywhere else, but there, and yet it didn't look like that. It looked like, you know, and so there's a good illustration yeah. and that's a lot of the situations, you know? And I think it, it almost like we're, we're, that's, that really puts me off. It honestly, like I just, almost want to get rid of my phone entirely when that happens because not only not only because it's creating this wrong impression for other people but because it's just like what are we even doing right now i mean who you know why are you giving attention to your phone it's just a weird situation to be around you know i i can't we just talk about it <laughs> you know it's probably a better yeah. way to, i don't know it just freaks me out it really does so but yeah so there's that and uh yeah like you said the the partial story um the highlight real deal and um but um, so what was the thing you were concerned about or you you had a thought about that? Well, yeah, well it was just, uh, you know, it, I mean, well, my, my initial thought was just the can't believe he's dead kind of thing, you know, like yeah. I had no idea. Like, and then when I found out how he died, like because at first I assumed car accident or, yeah. I don't know, violent crime or something. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, when I found out how he died, I was just thinking I had no idea that that was going on in his life, really. And yeah. now I don't, because I haven't really spoken to him in, in, apart from a couple of chats on Messenger, WhatsApp or whatever, um, I haven't really spoken to him. So I don't really know what was going on in his life. And I'm not, you know, and he might have had people who were with him that he kind of shared um, about us, um, mm. and was dealing with it. But I, I mean, I don't know. So it might not be that he was like totally living a double life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it was just again the importance because like, I, I don't know about you, but I, like I have, I have mental dips like big time, mm. you know, where, you know, they just God, haven't lasted long enough for me to need to like go on some medication or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. Yeah. You know, I think the worst kind of bout I had probably lasted maybe a month or two, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but you know, so like, I know what it's like to, to be in that place where you kind of consider suicide or you, mm-hmm. you almost fantasize about it, but I wouldn't say I was anywhere near to like actually doing it. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, I don't know how thin that 
that line is, you know. Mm. So, like, you know, how much of a dark place do you need to be in? So, I guess it was just a little bit of a wake-up call, actually, to to pay attention to your own mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, especially in ministry, like, how many guys did, do you know who were pastors and prominent theologians and pastors and preachers and evangelists mm. who also struggled with, like, severe what they used to call melancholy, mm-hmm. you know, mm. um, it's like, it's like almost everyone I can think of, mm. you know, um, wrote about it, like wrote about deep despair. And so I, you know, I think pastors in particular have to be careful. This guy wasn't a pastor. I don't know if he was a Christian. Um, but bringing it back to the social media thing, because mm. I, what, what did strike me and here's our connection to philosophy Friday, by the way, mm-hmm. is narcissus. Mm. <laughs> The myth. Mm. Mm. So you, you know the I, I can't can't really remember what it's about, but um, looked into the image of the water and like he was an extremely yeah. beautiful dude, yeah. and he he would live this long prosperous life so long as he never saw a reflection of himself. Yeah, and then he sees this reflection of himself and he falls in love with it, and then essentially falls in love with his reflection, mm-hmm. and that is his downfall. And I do think that social media is a wonderful thing if used rightly. You know, it's basically like how we let each other know what's going on in our lives, isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I would have no way of seeing your little holiday pics or whatever, yeah. like unless we had a, a way to do that. And yeah. I'm really thankful for that because that's really good. And not only with you, but also with friends. And yeah. I've got friends all over the world, so it's good to see what's going on in their lives. But the, the dark side is this this correlation statistically in the rise of use of social media, particularly the forms of social media that emphasize images and this rise of depression and mm-hmm. uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so the exact relationship is kind of debated, but there is a, a, a correlation statistically between the rise of both of those things. They're kind of parallel to each other. And I do think that we can learn a lot from narcissism because there are there are kind of two kinds of narcissism aren't there there's the uh, the kind where you are this upfront hey look at me i'm awesome and constantly taking pictures of yourself with your shirt off and that kind of thing and putting putting it on social media yeah but there's also the kind of narcissism that is a bit more kind of desperate and a bit more sort of like what you know why does nobody love me or why does nobody care or just like these cries for help all the time. And um, so there's this relationship between, between narcissism and mental health disorders. Yeah. You know, we, we fall in love with either our own reflection or with the reflection of others and we compare ourselves and contrast ourselves. And so it's either this kind of cry for help kind of narcissism. I should be getting more attention I deserve to be getting more attention. Or there's the the narcissism that says, wow, isn't it great I'm getting all this attention? How can I get more attention? I think both of those, just like in all of its forms, from very subtle to very obvious, like we just have to be very, very careful of that. That's that's my reflection. Yeah. Good. Um, well, hey, I pulled up the, here's the myth. Um, okay. The Roman version. According to this myth, Narcissus, uh, his parents, uh, Narcissus' parents, how do you even <laughs> how do you even say that? According Narcissus, to <laughs> uh, you know, Narcissus's parents Narcissus. were. Uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, his parents were in Kant. 
<laughs> That's right. There was a problem in the naming itself. They shouldn't have mm-hmm. named, you know, should have named him Bob. Let's call him Bob. Bob's parents yeah. were worried because of the extraordinary beauty of the child and asked Prophet uh, Teresius, um, or Teresius, what to do regarding their son's future. Uh, Teresius has told uh, Teresius at least told them that the boy would g- grow old only if he didn't get to know himself. Um, when Bob was 16, he was walking in the woods and uh, Nymph Echo saw him and fell madly in love with him. She started following him and Bob asked, who's there feeling someone after him? Echo responded, okay. <laughs> she tried to embrace the boy who stepped away from Echo, <laughs> telling her to leave him alone. Echo was left heartbroken and spent the rest of her life I don't know. in Glens. Well, first of all, <laughs> what the hell is this talking about? <laughs> like, that's not even the same bit, bro. I took... <laughs> I guess not, you need to get the Greek myth. And, and, and this is the Roman version. Okay. And try not to butcher it. Okay, Greek version. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Okay. okay. You ready? The Greek version of the myth of Narcissus. According to Conan, Ammonius, <laughs> a young man, fell in love with Narcissus, who had already spurned his male suitors. <sighs> Uh, this is where are you getting this stuff from? Can't you just go to Wikipedia? No, this is this is good. Ammonius was spurned by Narcissus, who gave the unfortunate young man a sword. Ammonius killed himself at Narcissus' doorstep, praying to the gods to give Narcissus a lesson for all the pain he had provoked. Narcissus was once uh, walking by a lake or river and decided to drink some water. He saw his reflection in the water and was surprised by the beauty he saw. He became entranced. By the reflection of himself, he could not obtain the object of his desire, though, and he died at the banks of the river or lake from his own sorrow. Uh, according to the myth, Narcissus is still admiring himself in the underworld, looking at the waters of okay. something or other. So, like, there's a couple of things there. Moving it away from my friend, because I actually don't know the details of his life, so I'm not going to make this about him. But it's more about sort of my reflection. Um, on just the yeah. idea in general, you know, of social media and mental health, is that <clears throat> yeah. is that like for me the yeah. the kind of things that I find personally quite dangerous is when I start to, get, you know, I don't know. You see yourself twenty years younger, and um, and it's a di- <laughs> it's a different article yeah. uh, to to what I see in the mirror today. And that can make you nostalgic. You can start to pine for youth and what if I live my life over and, you know, <clears throat> that kind of thing. So I don't know if that's typical. I don't know if everyone struggles with that. But I, if I spend too much time on social media, I start to feel that. Yeah, totally. I mean, look, I think the whole, for me, the whole um, the whole myth has always uh, just resonated deeply. Remember that story of Patch Adams, that doctor that kind of uh, yeah. came out of depression and... Robin Williams. Um, Robin Williams, and it's interesting that he also suffered with depression. But anyway, um, you know, basically the whole thing was that as soon as he stopped sort of focusing inwardly and and trying to help others, he he found that he really was helped himself Mm -hmm. by um, by just almost just delivering himself of this um, 
this uh, depression that he struggled with and in the process helping a whole lot of other people's and you, uh, people. And you just had this whole uh, concept emerge from that movie, which I think was, again, just very resonant with the biblical story in that you you seek your own life, you're going to lose it you know, at the end of the day. Um, and if you give your life away, um, you're going to find it. You know, now, obviously, that's the kind of psycholo- uh, psychologizing of that text. But, and, and it has uh, bigger ramifications in terms of our following of Christ. But, you know, there's that general ethos that if you turn inwardly and focus on yourself, you sort of, you're only, you got to, it's almost in many ways the story of, of philosophy in, in the West, in that we have, uh, I thought Francis Schaeffer brought this up beautifully in A God Who Is There, uh, where he said, you know, you have a basic understanding of worldview that, that finds its its um, focus upon that which is holy other uh, God. You know, the, he is the foundation of our thinking and our thought. And basically, you have Western society following that concept and and prospering as a result. Uh, as soon as we in in the Enlightenment period or any kind of modernist period uh, start to find, or you know, or in humanism even start to get rid of God and find the foundation for um, everything in ourselves, you see how the thing starts unwinding. You know, we just we we find a bottomless pit in ourselves that ha- that makes no sense, and uh, you see how uh, you you lose objectivity. It ends up in postmodernism and all these things that Francis Schaeffer went on about. Um, but almost there's a macro story of the micro that we all experience uh, mm. as soon as we place our our focus upon ourselves. You just you fall into this bottomless pit of of just uh, of nothingness, really, of of despair, and uh, even at the and the irony is that even if you are the most good looking or the best skilled or whatever it is that you you're so in love with about yourself, uh, in that will be your doom because even that good thing, that thing that you know God has perhaps um, we could talk about it that way that God has given to you, even this good thing uh, will will ultimately in no way bring you any it'll be an idol that destroys you at the end of the day you know so the biblical story is is very resonant uh, with narcissism as a as a concept in a greek myth uh, and the greek myth itself so i think um you know it, it, the the immediate solution in, in terms of just bringing this back to social media because I think uh, this is what you mentioned earlier, which I kind of like the idea of talking about. Uh, you know, how how do we then direct people to use social media responsibly, which is, uh, or, or in, a, in a way that doesn't fall into that trap, or in a way that doesn't further perpetuate problems of depression or you know perhaps mental problems that that uh, need to be dealt with. You know, we got to think about that stuff. I don't know if you if you um, did listen to Nick and I in our discussion on social media, he doesn't take part in any kind of social yeah, media I did hear at all. That. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm trying to get him closer to the, to the line, but, but anyways, bottom line is, is, you know, I, it, what I liked about that discussion as well is that we need to be thinking about what to say about this. It's becoming, it's the all important form of, you can't, it's, it's almost reminds me a little bit like if with pornography, you know, you used to be able to say, well, just don't go on the internet, <laughs> you know, or just don't yeah. don't have a computer or a phone. Well, it's just not an option now, you know, so you just can't tell people to, even a, it's not even a possible radical option. So you just have to, 
you have to work within the bounds of the ubiquity of technology. And, and social media is one of those things. You know, it is going to be very important for us to be able to think about this and, and how to deal well with it and so, what the dangers are. So I think it is a relevant discussion. There's a kind of, there's a kind of um, false humility that is on the flip side of this, isn't it? Like it's, it's a kind of narcissism that's masked by a kind of pretending you know, so uh, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, so for example, there was one guy I remember when I was telling him how much I, I was keen to write this book because um, I had all these deals bu- buzzing around in my head and I was really keen. I like writing, I enjoy it, and I wanted to put it down on paper and get out. And the guy was like, Well, you know, like who do you think you are to kind of write a book? Like, why, mm. you know, what makes you think your opinion's worth reading? But the irony is, the guy who said that to me was himself an author. Um, which means that what he's thinking is not from a position of, I don't think a lot of myself, um, but I'm writing a book as a kind of service to everybody else. What he's thinking is I am someone worth listening to. My ideas are worth listening to and I'll write a book, but you are not. And it kind of masquerades in this kind of way of saying, um, um, I'm not saying just in case anyone misunderstands me, I'm not saying this about, about Nick, I'm not saying this is true of him, um, mm. but you know there are some people. It's, who kind, are saying it's that, kind of true of him, though. Okay, maybe it is on that. I know. Yeah, uh, all, totally, all I know totally. is, is he's not your brother, and you should remember that. Um, yeah, it's the, totally. <laughs> yeah, the 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 whole thing about like, oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't do social media because it's all just about narcissism, and I don't want to get involved in it. <clears throat> is actually like, um, it's not actually the ideal. It's it's it may be like a necessary thing, like if narcissism takes over you and you can run away from it. But actually, the ideal is not to be self-conscious. The ideal is to yeah. be able to exist in the world and put yourself out there in the world. Write something, blog something, podcast something, say mm. something. Um, you know, take a picture of yourself without self-conscious embarrassment or concern or worry yes. or anxiety. You know what I mean? So, like uh. the guy who posts pictures of himself all the time on on Facebook but doesn't worry about it, like isn't doing it and then saying, oh, I wonder what people are saying about my picture, is actually doing better than the guy who never posts about himself because the guy who never posts about himself is probably doing it because he feels insecure and doesn't want to put himself out there. And actually the guy who doesn't post is in just as much danger as the guy who does post. It's more about self-consciousness. Yeah, that's such a good point. I believe that 100%, especially even just... You know, just meeting another guy like Joe Thorne was that experience for me. It, mm. it really brought that very thing that you've just said out to the fore because, you know, I was, you know, I hadn't properly wrestled with that very thought until, you know, you was a guy that obviously, I mean, I'm not saying he hasn't got his stuff, you know, he'll, he'll have to work through his own gig and, uh, you know, that's another thing. But, you know, here he was just not caring. And I remember thinking like, wow, that is a, that is a better space to be. And yet he's constantly posting. And I love the way he, he I'll never forget the way he um, he framed it to me. He was like, oh, man, I really wish this other guy would get on social media so yeah. that I could, I could be part of his life. And, he's like, and I remember thinking, like, dude, that is so like, yeah, you could be right there and right in the midst of it and having embraced it and yet not in any way suffering from the thing that so many are, are suffering from. Um, in the more on a more narcissistic front, I suppose, yeah. um, or or just whatever you know. 
Um, so yeah, it is something. I think that's a really good point to make. The, the the ideal is not to go monk. It's never to switch off all the power and and just abstain entirely. Yeah. If this is something you do struggle with, rather it's um, you know, what are we saying? I mean, what is the what is the thing you need to start chipping away at? What do you need to work on? Don't confuse humility and a subtle form of or a a dark kind of narcissism where you right. don't post pictures of yourself and say, oh, that's because I'm too humble to do that. People don't want to see me. When actually yeah. what you're thinking is, I don't want to do that because I don't want people to see me. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that, just be aware of that. Just don't lie to yourself. Yeah. I guess that's that's yeah. one thing. Um, one thing, yeah. All of us are going to carry varying degrees of narcissism around with us because it's part of the sinful nature. It turns in on itself. We totally. worship ourselves. That's a good point. So mm. it's the whole, um, the nature of idolatry is that we are always going to be worshipping the wrong things, ourselves, others. We're going to be attracted to false notions of beauty. We're going to suppress the truth and exchange the glory of God for lesser things. We're always mm-hmm. going to be doing that. And so um, it doesn't matter if it's on social media or in a newspaper or in a book or whatever. Whatever mm. medium of communication or self-expression is out there will become mm. a you know, a means for narcissism mm-hmm. because we are narcissistic. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think recognizing that and actually seeking to attain a goal of, I, I, I think that's a great litmus test is actually because a big, in some ways you could summarize the whole Christian life is love for others. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm talking about the horizontal uh, is to love others. That is to be mm-hmm. genuinely concerned for their well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and to act according to that concern for their well-being. Mm. And social media can be a great tool for that. Like you mm. say, even if it's just rejoicing in the good things that are happening to others, so mm. like to train yourself to respond to the really glamorous picture. Like I saw, I saw um, a picture of a couple, and they're really good looking, and they were in a really beautiful place, and I was just jealous of the whole thing. Like I just hated yeah. it. I hate. I hated them. I hated the whole thing. Right. Like just you know, stupid people posting stupid narcissistic stuff. I mean, in fact, I'm the narcissist because right. I, um, I am jealous because actually I want that for myself, but I, I, I can't have it. Well, of course, yeah. I could could have it, just didn't have it then. You know, I'm obviously very good looking. I don't know if you have a picture of me on your page, Mike, but you should. So. Oh shit! We will rectify that immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I digress. What was I talking about? Okay. Yeah. So I saw the picture and I was like, oh, you know, just reacted badly to yeah. it. And to train yourself in that moment to repent and say that's narcissism. I recognizing what that is. I'm. Uh, it's idolatrous behavior. It's sinful behavior. And instead, to you know, train yourself to 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 be happy for them and to give thanks to God for them and to pray for them. Mm, you know, yeah. I'm not saying like it's, you have to turn your social media experience into a quiet time. I'm not trying to get to the super stage of piety. It's more just about the, the knee jerk reaction of the heart that I'm trying to, trying to retrain, you know? Right. Yeah. Totally. Here's my, uh, res- my, um, way to take proactive steps. This is what okay. I did to solve my Facebook problem. You ready? Nice. Yes. You, you unfollow everyone. <laughs> I heard you say that. <laughs> I don't follow a soul. The only one I care about are my own posts. <laughs> Did you unfollow me? 
Uh, yeah, totally. No, I'm joking. You're on there. No, I no, I unfollowed everyone, and then I've just got like family, literally people that I want to know what's going on. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. really yeah. want to know. I just I, I share. I resonate big time with with Nick's thing. Um, I just don't care. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just not in me. It's yeah. I'm just not that kind of person. I just don't care what you made for co- coffee in the morning. And I get that there's a whole lot of fun in that, and that's cool, but it's just not me. So it just for me, it, it just became, is there any utility in this whole thing? Yes, there is. I do like knowing what's going on in a few different people's lives all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But that, I think, is a good thing to do. I think that's a responsible way to to approach a thing. You know, basically what you're saying is, Listen, Facebook is a platform. It's a platform where people are going to put glamorous shots of themselves showing the best part of their lives. So you got to deal with that up front, you know? Yeah. And you got to go, like, if you're not happy with that, then, yeah, don't sign up for the platform. Or with that, within that platform, realize there's certain modifications that you can make to try and make the whole thing a little bit more palatable for yourself. Um, and so, like, for me, just just following people that I know very well, it's just I don't have to go through that nonsense every time, you know, because I'm not worried. Like if I see a glamorous photo of you and Liz and the kids, I'm, it's, there's no need for me to train myself. It's just there's a natural rejoicing there uh, just because I know you're not trying to like, you know, put some crazy thing on there to get me jealous or whatever it is. And so yeah. um, the other thing is, you know, you got I got a whole bunch of people that I'm interested in. And, you know, you just, I suppose, take care of it at that level. But even I suppose when you do want to, um, uh, you know, you do find yourself like I don't know, maybe you you'll be on holiday and I'm not on holiday or something, and I'm jealous of your yeah, holiday experience. Some. You know, again, that, that's where what you're saying is coming in. Uh, it's going to have to be some part of it, in that you're going, hey, let me let me uh, make sure I'm not getting jealous here and whatever. The other thing, though, just just maybe just a third kind of proactive step. I think um, just on the flip side of what we've been saying and, and yeah, coming back to your friend and just people that are genuinely going through troubles and, and, um, and don't maybe have the strength of constitution or clarity of mind to be able to filter through this. Yeah. You know, it's all helpful to, to have gone through this before and have a good game plan when you're on Facebook. But often it is the case that, you know, you just find yourself there and you're in a bad place and you don't have the clarity of mind to distill all this information right now. I would say that as people who are posting on Facebook, there is some sense of responsibility that we bear for that. So like yeah. try I know for me, this is one thing I'm trying to do. The one thing I always ask myself, you know, at one level, I think I, I 100% agree with you in that I feel like one of my most proud accomplishments is to be okay with posting whatever, you know, and not worry about it. I think that even if it's the... You know, I feel like that with writing. I feel like that with preaching. I'm I'm not so proud of my great ones, you know, or, or the things that other people say were really good. I'm proud of the things that were not so great that I was able to put on there and not worry about myself, you know, for. Yeah, that's a big achievement. Yeah, it's a big achievement for me because I'm get, I know that for me I'm getting over myself that way and that's good. Um, it's more important to me in some senses than the, than the other things. But then the other thing I was going to say is that. Um, you know, every time I do post something, um, specifically now thinking about Facebook and social media, I'm asking the question: You know, uh, will this come across in a way that that is 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 really just overtly trying to rub someone's, you know, uh, face in my in my joy when they don't have it, kind of thing? You know, mm. um, and it's a hard question to ask because, you know, it, I mean, any anything can be taken in that way, I suppose, at some level. 
but there are just those 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 photographs that people put up um, that are just honestly unhelpful. You know, like the, the glamour shots and that sort of thing. And I, I think that we need to just watch out for that. You know, there has to be some. And I realize we're treading in deeply subjective waters at that point, but but it's just. I don't know. Some, some, some of those. Uh, often it comes through for me with, um, like, I, I'll, I've developed a bit of a cynicism on this because you know the people that that post the big long poems to each other on their anniversaries and all that. Yeah. Are always the people that I know are going through like some serious marital problems and are actually just you know not being entirely truthful about that or or, or just just you know creating a hyper reality that isn't isn't helpful for others who are also going through troubles, you know, to make it look like their their life is perfect and they can't follow suit and all that sort of thing. And it's just like, you've got to just be all, all holidays, all relationships. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm barking down the wrong track with this stuff, but no, I, th- I, th- I think you're bang on. I mean, like this, it's almost like a twofold responsibility. Like you're going into Facebook, you got to realize that's going to be there, yeah. but at the same level, there's got to be a responsibility, like on you. Try not to contribute. Yeah, to that. and just like a, just a teensy bit of self, uh, you know, kind of reflection, self critique. Why am I posting yeah. what I'm having for lunch? But the other thing, the other thing is, um, like we use. Uh, technology a lot and we use our phones a lot and um, we know the whole science of it it's rewiring our brains it's um, causing like endorphins to come and it's messing with how our bodies and our brains produce you know the happy chemicals Mm -hmm. and that's also contributing to everything Mm. and I remember like uh, Liz and I realized that we were just I mean we are not relative to a lot of the our friends. We are not heavy social media users. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we were just uncomfortable with the amount of time we were spending on our phones when we could have just been I don't know, talking to each other. Or something. Mm-hmm. And so we, we just did what we, uh, I can't remember where the advice came from, but it was just simply take it off your phone, you know, yeah. access, access Facebook and Instagram from your desktop or your laptop, but don't, don't have it on your phone because it just stops you from looking at it like every other second just to see if somebody's commented on your picture or to see if somebody's posted something interesting. Like it's just that constant looking at it doesn't help. It just traps you in that world. And um, it's like like we were talking about a little while ago with the whole Tolkien thing. Mm. The fantasy world Mm. becomes too much part of the reality Mm. world, you know, Mm. and um, and it's it's not healthy for us. And um, I think another very, very practical thing for uh, social media and mental health is just to take take it off your phone. Don't don't have it on your phone. Yeah, totally. And it's Um, not like you're saying. You must do that, or that's like the laying down the law. But you're saying for those that are that are interested in wanting to not just uh, go monkish and 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 just cancel your account altogether, just here's an option, here's a uh, offering of an it's idea ground, to yeah. manage it, to, which is really the call. We need to manage social media well and responsibly, and uh, it's just going to take some thought. It's going to take some proactivity, and um, it's going to take some some consideration of theology and um, and yeah, philosophy. Mm-hmm. Friday is is definitely uh, a, a thing there in terms of just the way we've. Uh, just brought some of the um, underpinnings of narcissism there. Um, so, anyways, there's some, yeah. some thoughts and uh, kind of man, we went all over the over the place on that one. But um, cool. 
social media, narcissism, and uh, psychology. What mental else? health. Mental health. Cool. Do you know what's a great? Do you know what's a great tonic though for anyone who's struggling with this? What? Psalm seventy-three. Psalm seventy-three. It's a great. It's a great song because it is about that kind of just putting things in perspective. Yes. You know? Totally. Uh, so the the whole idea of envy and losing sight of what's important. I think Psalm seventy-three is a great one. Right. Totally. That's great. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, leave, let's leave it at that. And. Um, uh, now I'm talking to the people listening to the podcast, Andre, not you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank, I got it. I'm clear. Thanks for tuning in. And, uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> just <laughs> stay with us for smoking Saturday tomorrow. <laughs> Bless you.